fans, big time action always on big time wrestling. And one of the reasons this big man right here, the United States heavyweight champion, Bobo Brazil. Well, Bobo, you worked up a sweat there. That uh, wrestler's pretty tough. Yes. You know, I think every man that steps into the ring is tough. You can't play no wrestler cheap. I believe if a wrestler go back into his dressing room and put on a pair of tights and come and step in, step into any man's ring, you got to have a lot of respect for it. Now, Bobo, you keep yourself in excellent condition. And one thing I will say, Bobo, that you will take on all wrestlers. It doesn't make any difference who they are. Well, you know, how do you think I come to be champ? With me and the help of the fans. The fans, they give me that go power. When you have something behind you like the fans, that's the greatest thing in any man's life. And Bobo, you know, I've heard those fans. They will say, go, Bobo, go. Go, Bobo, go. And you try and to oblige them, you? you know how that makes me feel very, very good. You know, they have their trust in me. I know they are backing me up 100%. So I have to get in that ring and give them everything I have. All right, Bobo, we've got some pretty tough opponents in big-time wrestling. There is the Sheik, perhaps one of your toughest opponents of all time. Then you've got this Abdullah the Butcher. And uh, you've got this Baron Von Krupp, and it just goes on and on and on. Well, listen, I know I have the belt, and when any man have a belt, he have everyone shooting for the belt. So I know what I have to do. When I step into the ring, I guess guys like the Sheik, Butcher, and the German, and go on and go on. I know everyone is shooting for me. And Buzz, I know what I have to do. Just do my best. And I believe if I do my best, that's all I can do. Bobo, I just like to say, as far as I'm concerned, you are the best. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States heavyweight champion, Bobo Brazil. When he's in that ring, you say, go, go, Bobo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of All Steak No Sizzle, an honest no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, here once again with a brand new episode of Podcast Go. This week, I decided to share a, a short interview I did with my father speaking about big time wrestling here in Detroit, Michigan. Big time wrestling was the NWA territory here in Detroit, Michigan. It has such legends as Bobo Brazil, Big Cat Ernie Ladd, The Sheik, and many more. And my father, who been here in Detroit since the early 70s, he's gone to a number of big time wrestling shows at Kobo Hall down in downtown Detroit. So, you know, I sat and talked with him. This was back in, I want to say, October. Um, so I'm just now sharing this, but, you know, no time like the present. But my father, Jimmy McKenzie, shares his uh, recollections of those times at Kobo Arena. So very good conversation with him. I enjoy, you know, talking wrestling with my pops, man. You know, I love wrestling. I know my pops. Uh, he enjoys wrestling, and, you know, anytime I can, you know, get him on the microphone and, you know, chit-chat with me, I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity. So, um, like I said, this is kind of a short episode, so 
we'll jump into that in a second. But uh, before we jump into that, um, I guess I'll start with the good news first. The good news is, is that, you know, since we're speaking of wrestling, those of you that have listened to previous episode, I've had uh, a gentleman by the name of Kevin on the show and Kyle, Kyle C., well, actually, they're both Kyle C., but Kyle Campbell and my boy Kyle Collison, uh, those three gentlemen have joined me on the show. Me and Kyle Collison, you know, we broke down WrestleMania. He made a trip down to Orlando and saw WrestleMania this past year. Uh, me and him did the WrestleMania wrap-up show. And me and Kyle and Kev, uh, we did the Mania preview show. So I, I've talked to these three gentlemen on at separate times. Actually, the four of us attended an independent show here in Detroit. Uh, Evolve Wrestling 85 had a good time. For those of y'all that want to go out back on the interwebs and watch that show, <laughs> uh, we had a great time. If you want to know where I am, <laughs> just watch during the is it Kevin Lee? Yeah, the Kevin Lee match. Uh, you'll see the Flow Slam sign fall. I'm right up under that sign, so <laughs> uh, you get to see me and, and Kyle. Uh, on the hard camera side of that show, so if you want to, you know, see me and my wrestling element, you can go back and watch that on the internet. But uh, Kyle also is a—he trains in MMA. He's a very close friends with uh, some Detroit fighters such as Bobby Nash, Darren Crowshank, and Miles Jury. Shout out to those guys. Um, and you know, well, during that that day, you know, we were sitting around talking, and Kyle said, "Hey, man, I've been kind of thinking about doing an MMA podcast, and I know, you know, you're uh, knowledgeable of MMA, and you're a big fan." And he was wondering if I would like to, you know, do the podcast with him. And also, uh, Kyle and Kevin, they were talking about, "Hey, man, you know, kind of want to do a wrestling podcast." And Devin, I know you. You know, you already have a podcast, and you know you talk about wrestling in your podcast. How would you like to, you know, come together and pause, you know, <laughs> work together on a podcast? So I sat there and thought, like, hey, so, you know, Kyle, Kyle, and Kevin have all, you know, kind of brought up the idea of doing a podcast. We're all wrestling fans, you know, um, you know, we're MMA fans. Why don't the four of us work together on a podcast? You know, talking about MMA and uh, wrestling, so we're gonna we're you know gonna test this out this Sunday. Um, well, actually, this Monday. This Sunday is Extreme Rules, the WWE pay per view, which is a Raw exclusive pay per view, and also this Saturday is UFC two twelve, which is gonna be uh, Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo. So I'm going to uh you know, sit down with these gentlemen and we're going to watch the shows and eventually we're going to record an episode and you know record it you know put it together and see how it turns out you know if we if we like how things go we're gonna give it a test run you know give it a test run you gotta crawl before you walk give it a test run if things work out man you might hear more from us uh, down the line uh, we can't make any promises on, you know, how often we'll put shows out or anything like that. But, um, I, like I said, I've worked with each of these gentlemen on my show on different episodes and I had a really good time working with them. 
So hopefully uh, we can, you know, work together on this episode and, you know, hopefully things work out. We'll see how this goes. So look for an Extreme Rules and UFC 212 uh, wrap-up show coming soon, very soon. That's the good news. Um, now for the bad news. Um, those of you that are listening to this that are friends of mine, um, if you went to high school or middle school with me, you uh, you already know that we suffered a loss, my fellow uh, classmates. Um very close friend of mine by the name of Serena Carson um, was was uh, murdered uh, this past Saturday. Um, I, I've taken it pretty hard, and I'm pretty sure um, one of my classmates have taken it pretty hard, and anybody that knows Serena and her family, they're, they're taking it hard. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into, you know, the situation right now. I'm going to save that um, for something down the line. But uh, it's been a lot going on with their family uh, over the past couple of years. And um, I, it's, it's, it's tragic. Uh, it's unexpected. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll jump into my thoughts a little bit deeper um, on another episode. I, and I'll jump into those details in a second, but, um, I mean, it's, it's really sad, it's a really sad situation, and my heart goes out to her son, uh, Jordan, and her entire family for, you know, being hit with this tragedy, and all I can do is, you know, spread the word, and, um, do <sighs> well on on this Friday there's gonna be a candlelight vigil held um for Serena it's gonna be held at um at our house. Uh, for those of you in the Detroit area, if you want the address for that, that is um, 5115 Maryland in Detroit. It's 5115. Um, the vigil is going to be Friday, June 2nd, 2017. Um, it's going to start at 6. And uh, make sure you bring candles with you. Um, it, it, this is this is for Serena. So, if you can make it out, please do come show your love and support for Serena and uh, her family. You know, this is it's not a not an easy thing to deal with. But you know, we all need to come together and show some love for uh, for her and uh, rally for her son Jordan and and her entire family. So. If you can make it out, come like I said, come on out to uh, five one one five Maryland in Detroit. Uh, it's between Frankfurt and Southampton. That's fit. 
It's uh, Friday, June 2nd. And it's going to be at 6 p.m. So, uh, I, I also, I've decided, and I, I've talked to um, Serena's uncle, just, you know, make sure that it was okay. Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, overstep my boundaries, but I, I talked to him, and um, what I decided to do is to put out a special episode of the All Stake No Sizzle podcast. Anybody that hears this and you know wants to, you know, share their thoughts about Serena or their memories and remembrances of her, and or want to, you know, give some encouraging words to the family, especially Jordan. Um, you can um, do so on this show if you like to leave a voicemail I will take all the voicemails that I get and I will put it um, on that episode on that episode I'm gonna <laughs> jump into some of the you know the better times that uh, me and Serena had over the years um, <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell the story of you know when I realized that Serena lived right around the corner from me and, uh, you know, some of the great times that, that we've had over the years and some of the great memories that we've shared, <laughs> uh, you know, some good, you know, some good and some not so good, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sh- I'll share those and, uh, you can do so too. So if you want to leave a voicemail and, uh, you know, share your thoughts and memories and, you know, share some words some encouragement, you can do so, um, call this number. 313-744-2762 and just leave your voicemail try to keep it you know two to three minutes um if you go a little bit over i won't you know i won't trip out too much but you know we're gonna try and keep them like two to three minutes so we can get as many of them on the show as possible um like i said if you want to share your your thoughts and prayers and uh, memories of serena please do so um like i said that number is 313-744-2762. So feel free to uh, express yourself, you know. And I, I will hope to, you know, let Jordan hear this so people he can know um, that his mother was loved. Um, she had a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of people's lives who she's touched and um Try to remember the good times and, you know, share some encouragements for him and, and his family. So go ahead and uh, hit that number up. Once again, it's 313-744-2762. If you want to get in contact with me personally, you can do so by hitting up the show's email address. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. You can hit up my Instagram page at All Stake No Sizzle, one word, or you can find the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. Just type in All Stake No Sizzle podcast in your search bar on Facebook, and it will pop right up. And I'm proud of myself for making it through that without crying. So, hooray for me! But uh. Let's go ahead and jump into this 
episode, me and my pops talking about big time wrestling here in Detroit, Michigan. So go ahead, take a listen. Let me hear your thoughts. Like hit up those social medias and share your thoughts about big time wrestling and you know just you know the wrestling business from back in the day if you're an old school wrestling head you're definitely gonna appreciate this if you're a newer wrestling fan you're gonna learn something today so share your thoughts comments hey share this episode with other people do that hit that subscribe button or follow button i'd highly appreciate it so enough jibber jabber let's go ahead and jump into this episode with me and mr jimmy mckenzie Very special guest on this part of the show. Um, I have my father, Mr. Jimmy McKenzie. Say hi to the people, Danny. Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, this is something special that I wanted to do real quick. I want to. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys can hear that. And I want my father to see this clip. Let's see if this brings back any memories. Stop it there. You tell me what you just saw. What, what was that? Well, I, I told you, this gentleman here talking about uh, wrestling, the old, old wrestling matches of Bobo Zeal and the Sheik. Okay. Did you ever watch uh, Big Time Wrestling? Oh, yeah. I used to watch Big Time Wrestling and all that. I have gone to it at Cobo Hall. And that's why I brought it up. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I'm a huge wrestling fan. I just a couple of weeks ago, I went to Baltimore for a wrestling event, and they, they come here a couple of times. I've been to a few events and went to Indianapolis for a WWE pay per view. So, kind of a quick history of wrestling. Back in before the '90s and maybe '80s and beyond that. Wrestling was set up a lot differently than it is now. Right now, it's pretty much just WWE as the big company. That's really the only one that's still around from back in the day. But back then, they had what they called the territory system, where basically each area had its own promotion. So WWE was mainly a New York territory. You had uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. You had... Uh, USWA in Tennessee area. You had AWA in Minnesota. 
so in Detroit, we had big time wrestling, yeah. which was at that time was a part of the NWA. So eat. Basically, how it worked is that each territory kind of had their own champion, and then you had like the world champion. So you guys like your Ric Flairs, your Terry Funks, your uh, Harley Races—they were the world champion, and they would go to all these different territories and face whoever the the big time or the NWA Detroit champion was, or whoever the the champion in Texas was. So just that's a quick history on uh, how wrestling territories were then but detroit had its own wrestling territory called territory called big time wrestling and you've been to a couple of those shows yeah like you know how many can you guess how many big time wrestling shows you've been to well it wasn't just a whole lot of them but i have gone several times down the cobo hall to see you know the, the big time wrestling at, at, at that time this was had been in the early part of the seventies mostly. Okay. So, well, before we jump into that, before um, you came to Detroit, were you when you were in Mississippi? Were you a wrestling fan then? Oh yeah, they had wrestlers down down there. I, um, I don't. I only remember going to see some wrestling down there one time, but it was it was wrestlers down there. Okay. You remember where you went to go see it? In Meridian. Oh, okay. So they actually came to Meridian. Yeah. Do you remember what promotion that was? What the, the company was? I have no idea. <laughs> I thing I do, you know, it was some wrestlers there. Who, what the promotion of who who it was, what it was named, I don't even remember. Okay. You, you remember any of the names of the wrestlers that, that was there? At the well, time? during that time, I guess, but one of the most famous ones was Cowboy Bob Kelly. Cowboy Bob Kelly. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of that name. Well, he was big down there. You know, I know coming to Detroit, I probably nobody would have uh, known would have known of him here. And it kind of, like I said, it kind of makes sense because, like I said, it was a territory system then. So for the most part, people basically you only got to really see who was in your territory. It wasn't like a national uh, system like it is now. So you wouldn't be able to see who was wrestling in. Seattle, or you wouldn't be able to see, you know, who's wrestling in New York, here in Detroit, or down there in Mississippi. So it, it makes sense. Um, so what made you get into wrestling? Why, why did you? What drew you towards watching wrestling? Was it just something to do down there, or what? Well, it was something that was on on television all the time, and most time I saw it, it was on television. For going to the actual wrestling down there, I only remember going once. Yeah, but you you did watch it on TV. Oh, yeah. Every chance I got. Okay. Was it was it basically a weekly programming at that time or? At one point, I I remember you to come on. Uh, it, I don't remember what day of the week it would be on. Be weekly. Okay. And so, what year did you move to Detroit? I come to Detroit in nineteen sixty nine. Okay. So, how long <laughs> after you you moved up here did you start? Let's say watch. It was start. How, how soon after that did you start watching wrestling here? I might on, have on TV. Uh, probably right after I got there here because it was kind of a big thing. I had cousins here. They used to go down. To, they used to go walk down to Cobo Hall, watch the wrestling all quite often. That's how I when I've gone. I've gone with them down there. It was a big thing. Okay, so who who were like the big stars? Well, uh, here in Detroit at this time. Well, Bobo Brazil, the Sheik, Haystacks Calhoun, Flying Fred Curry, Wild Bull, uh, 
Wild Bull Curry, The Stomper, Being Justice. Uh, well, I can remember them name pretty, really, really well. It was it was more than them. Did you ever see Ernie Ladd? Oh yeah, I've seen Ernie Ladd. What about Dick the Bruiser? I've seen the Bruiser. Okay, J.J. Dillon sound familiar? I don't remember that. J.J. Dillon, he was a manager and a referee. I don't remember him. Okay. Well, yeah, I brought up J.J. Dillon because, well, I, I've been watching wrestling. I, I've kind of, like, tried to figure out, like, how old I was when I started, watch, like, really watching wrestling. I want to say I was about seven or eight years old when I really started getting into it. Like, when I was started watching it, it was kind of, like, towards the end of the territory system, so... At the time, like, WWF was still around. You had WCW, which was kind of the remnants of the NWA. And then there's other territories like USWA and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which were down, like, localized, like, in the South. But um, the reason why I brought up J.J. Dillon, because after, you know, working in Detroit and other territories, he got with Ric Flair, um, Tully Blanchard, Ole Anderson, at first, and then Arn Anderson to form the Four Horsemen, which was part of one of the biggest groups in wrestling history. So you probably don't remember him because he was he, he wrestled a little bit, but he was mainly a referee. But you got to see J.J. Dillon live before he even became a member of the Four Horsemen, which was amazing to me. And then someone like the Sheik, the Sheik, his nephew, um, he I think he still wrestles now, but I, I got to see his nephew. Uh, wrestled live before his name is uh sabu and he basically dressed like the sheik he had the the turban on with the he had like these big baggy pants and so i've seen him live so this the thing that you got to see the sheik the guy that trained one of my favorite wrestlers and sabu is amazing to me so did at the time when you were watching these guys did you know that you were watching like legends or like future hall of fame wrestlers why well, no. at the time no you know, it was into it at the time, you know, that just they were either the best at that time. Because it seemed to have been two people, two different people that were when they wrestling. You had the good guy and the bad guy. Right. Or as they, <laughs> they call it in the business, your heels are the bad guys and your baby faces are the good guys. And well, well, she was always the bad guy. <laughs> Wanted to see him get beat, but, uh, Oh, but the sheep, he's a tough customer, buddy. Okay. So, so who were who were the, the the bad guys there besides the sheik, and who else were the bad guys there? And well, uh, Bull Curry, he he was one of the he was one of the bad guys, and sometime he would be some of the good guys. Uh, wow, it's, that's been quite some time. I don't remember all them people. All them people named now. Yeah, I just but I, the, the sheep the one would stand out in most people name and uh, most people that were ever tended on wrestling down there. Sheep would be one of the most outstanding ones. Okay, so who who were the popular baby faces or the good guys down there? Well, Brazil was one of them. Lord, Lord, I think in, he pronounced it Lord Atheladen or Appeladen. He was uh, one of the one of the good guys. Being just as was, uh, uh, the Stomper at some point was Haystacks Calhoun. Okay, yeah, Haystacks is somebody that I wanted to bring up. Like Haystack, describe Haystacks Calhoun to the people. Well, he well his name kind of fit him. He was Haystack was a he was a big man. He wasn't real tall, but he was a big. He was pretty pretty big fella. 
I don't remember just how much he weighed, but Haystack Calhoun really, he really big. Yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, he was I think he was in the four to five hundred pounds. Yeah, he had to be. <laughs> Haystack was big. Okay. Uh so of the, the people that you saw there, who was your favorite? For some reason that Ben Jesters and uh and the Stomper uh, was two guys I I liked I enjoyed seeing them wrestle. Okay, what was, you said Ben Justice? Yeah. What, what was his character? <laughs> he was to me. He was just a he was just a good wrestler. Okay, like well, was another guy too was flying Fred Curry, Bull Curry was Fred Curry's father, and he Fred Curry his his main thing was well you do that drop kick and he was good at it too. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, I was kind of asking with uh, Ben Justice. Most wrestlers, they have a character. So, like, the Sheik was from Syria. He was a foreigner and nobody liked him. Uh, Haystacks Calhoun was a big country-fed uh, farm boy who yeah. threw around Haystacks. So what was, like, his, what was Ben Justice's, like, character? Was he, like, a judge or he or he was just a, a good wrestler? He he didn't... Was, well, he, I don't remember he was just a good wrestler. Okay. Um I wrote down some other names too, and you let me know if you remember any of them. Uh, Tiger Jeet Singh. No, hey, don't come. I don't, I don't remember that name. Okay, Sweet Daddy Siki. I remember Sweet Daddy Siki. Come out of Louis uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Okay, so what was what was Sweet Daddy Siki's character? I don't remember what his character was, but I, re- I do remember Sweet Daddy Siki. Okay. You remember the mighty Igor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Igor would have been the strongest, strongest man. The strongest man. He was pretty strong, too. Okay. Um, Tex McKenzie? I remember Tex McKenzie. Okay. What, what was Tex McKenzie's? Uh... Well, he, <laughs> I wanted to like him because of the name <laughs> Tex McKenzie, but he just didn't. <laughs> He just didn't match up to me. <laughs> he pretty good, but he uh, he wasn't what I I wanted to see, especially with the name he had. So so what was his uh, character for the most part? Losing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But I do remember Tex McKenzie. Okay. Um. I don't know if I'm I'm gonna say this right, but I'm, I'm gonna try it. Uh, Pampero Fur Furpo. Yep, Pampero Furpo. Yeah, I remember Wild Bull of the Pampers. Pampero Furpo, I remember him. The Wild Bull. Wild Bull of the Pampers. Pampero. I, I think that's how you said it. So what what did, what was his his gimmick? He was kind of he he was he was kind of wild too, and kind of crazy. Had all his hair standing on his head and stuff. Was he was he Samoan? I'm not sure what he was. Okay. Um, Dick the Bruiser. What was he? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody probably remember Dick the Bruiser. What, what was his gimmick? That's exactly what he was, a bruiser. <laughs> Dick the Bruiser. That's exactly what he was. Okay. Um, Big Cat Ernie Ladd. Oh, yeah. I remember Big Cat Ernie Ladd. What, what was his gimmick? Had his thumb taped up and always would hit hit the, hit that person in their throat with that with his thumb. So I think 
it's called like a spike. I think that's what they call it, a spike or something like that. Yeah, but see, Arnie Ladd was a football player. Yeah, he played for. Was it Kansas City? I think so. Was it Kansas City or St. Louis? One of them. Yeah, he he was a football a football player. Now, uh, Big Cat Ernie Ladd, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and when you saw him, was he a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, time I remember seeing him, he was a bad guy. Okay, um, I remember seeing a little a little story about him, basically kind of talking about his life, and basically what they were saying was is that he could only play a bad guy because it was hard for him as a black man to be a good guy. Like he didn't just wrestle in Detroit. He wrestled in a lot of the other territories too, especially in the South. So it was, and he, Ernie Ladd was a very well-spoken guy too. So it was hard for, for white people to kind of get behind him as a good guy because they didn't, they saw him as, you know, kind of a, for lack of a better term, uppity nigger. So, <laughs> did did you kind of pick up on that when when he was when you saw him like like when you saw him did he ever get on the microphone and talk to the people and and and, and as they say cut promos and stuff like that on on the microphone and what was your impressions if you if you got the chance to hear him talk when you got to hear him talk. I'm not really sure how to explain it later. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't know what was I can. Well, that that's what the only only time I've seen he, he was. Uh, I remember him best being the, being the bad guy. Okay. Um. What's one more name? Oh yeah, Wild Bull Curry. What, what was his character? His gimmick. Well, once I I think the way he would ball his fist up and hit a person in the nose with his fist, grab him around the neck, then bam, and hit him right in the nose with his fist. Okay, so besides big time wrestling, did you ever see see any other like live wrestling events like WWF or anything like that when they came to town or any other? Mm, no, that uh, big time wrestling down to Cobo Hall. That's that's the only one I ever went. To. It was two, it was another. Uh, it was two different groups of old wrestlers because uh, the, the, uh, they they had it at Cobo Hall. It used to be uh, the old Olympia Stadium. It was down there on Grand River. Oh, where the Red Wings used to play? Or, yeah, uh, that Red, yeah. the Red Wings used, used to play a long time ago. Called, uh, early on, called, that was Dick the Bruiser mostly uh, wrestled at. It was down at the old, that old Olympia Stadium. Wait, did you ever go to any of those shows? No, I, I never went to uh, Olympia for any wrestling. I think I went to the Olympia Stadium one time. I know it was on Grand River. I can't even remember where that thing was at down there, but I knew it was on Grand River. What, so what'd you go to the Olympia for? Was it a hockey game? Uh, we went out there for the, the uh, it was a circus down there. Oh, okay. For the circus. Okay. So, do you still watch wrestling? Not really. No. Wrestling has changed a whole lot since I used to watch it. Okay. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was trying to transition to. So, you know, growing up, you used to go, you used to watch big time wrestling on TV and go to the shows. And then, kind of in the '80s and '90s, you that, that was the big Hulk Hogan boom, and 
things kind of changed then, and like yeah. the the territory started to die off. Like, do you remember like when uh, big time wrestling kind of went out of business, or when um, it stopped yeah, having shows? The kind of store fading out. To the best of my memory, somewhere around the uh, early to mid part of the eighties, somewhere during that time, it might have been a little, might have been the latter part of the seventies. But we'll see what uh, you know. What I remember at the time, some people wrestled, right? And as it kind of went on, they seem to did more, and even now they seem to do more talking than they do wrestling. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. Um, Monday Night Raw, which is WWF's big show, they it's a three hour show, and they they just basically they just split the rosters up. So it's two different. It's WWF, but they got two different rosters now so you got everybody that's on monday night raw and they got pe- people that are specifically on smackdown so they have two different shows but before they split it up on monday night raw they had a three-hour episode and when they broke it down of that three hours there was only like 48 minutes of actual wrestling everything else was commercials <laughs> and smack uh, talking and talking yeah so is that part of the reason why you don't really watch a lot of wrestling now? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I would have. I'm sure I'd have kept on watching, as I remember. You know, uh, it, I, don't, I don't remember it being on, but, but for an hour. But you got to see se- quite a, you know several different matches. Right. Well, later on when it, the thing changed, and you sitting there waiting for somebody to wrestle, and they come out there and go to talking trash. <laughs> you know, come on. <clears throat> I guess that. Thing change, you know, right. it change. That's the way it is, and that's a lot of what they still do. So I, I don't do a whole lot of watching wrestling. Okay, so after uh, <clears throat> big time wrestling, were there any wrestlers from you know that point up until now that that you did like watching? All the wrestlers I can come think of now, I don't remember them from that big time wrestling era. I mean, I, oh, I, I, well, Ho Hogan, he. He kind of come from back in that era, right? Uh, Hogan did. Uh, wow, I have to stop and think about some of the rest of them, but Hogan did. Well, not necessarily anybody that was from that era. Any any of the newer people, or just people after big time wrestling that you like, like maybe you know Stone Cold, The Rock, or Undertaker, or any of these guys. Yeah, well, I, them them I, I recognize they names and stuff, but you uh, never really just you know. Got into it like you like. No, not, not ain't get into that because they they still at, at, uh, come in when they kind of especially kind of the rock coming into his ear and stuff. They come in with doing a lot of talking. You know when they wrestle, they did some good had some good wrestling match. But to me, when you come out there to wrestle, wrestle, no, I, ain't, I ain't interested in all that talking stuff. Okay, so all right, let's let me ask you this: if if there was a wrestling promotion that was out now that really didn't do a lot of talking but actually did moves, would you you think you would be interested in watching that? Yeah. Okay. All right, I want to introduce you to something called uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling. What is it? Ring of Honor. It comes on, uh, well, here in Detroit on channel. Say it again. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, probably have to like record it because it comes on at like one, two o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. But it, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite promotions because that's really what they do. They might talk a little bit, but for the most part, it's just okay. The show comes on wrestling match. 
and I, I agree with you. Like, it's a lot of talking. <laughs> like, me actually see wrestling moves, but um, would, would you think you would ever go to a WWF event if it came here? Hmm. I don't know. I guess you know if you if it was something if they was on. And I got to know know all the wrestlers and stuff, you know who they are and stuff, and what you know what abilities they have and stuff. I probably would, but just to go, right. I probably wouldn't. Okay. All right. I'll ask one more question, and and we'll uh, transition into our other conversation. But um, when you were watching big time wrestling and wrestling back in the day, did did you ever watch any of the the women wrestlers? Or there, was there, it was there was a few women wrestling at that time. I have seen some. Can you remember any, any of their names? No, I, I don't remember any of the women's names. It wasn't a whole lot of them at that t- at that time. It wasn't, but but a few you only seen them every nine. Then. Okay, so is it kind of fair to say that like women's wrestling really wasn't that big of a attraction then? It was just like how how would you describe women's wrestling then? Well, I don't know. The only one, the only woman wrestler that come to mind, and that was coming up about to the end of it when it kind of went when it changed. It was I don't know this lady. She her wrestling name was I believe it was Healthy Feather. She was kind of a big woman. Healthy Feather. Yeah, that really doesn't ring a bell. Well, it wasn't. I I don't remember any of the rest of them names. Okay. Um. Well, currently in 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 mainly the WWF, but in other companies too, there's a big push for women's wrestling, and to the point where you remember that, that those Hell in a Cell matches they used to have on Monday yeah. night, where there's a big cage around the ring. Mm-hmm. At the next pay per view, which is called Hell in a Cell, they're going to have the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. So. It, this will be the first one they ever had? Yeah, the first oh, okay. ever, ever women's Hell in a Cell match. And a couple of weeks ago, for only the second time in the history of, of WWE, they had two women as the main event on Monday Night Raw, which was for the Women's Championship. So it's a really big push for women's wrestling going on right now. And honestly, honestly, I think a lot of their matches are better than the men's matches right now because they actually care. They're not just, you know, they're they're trying to, Raise the bar. So, um, do you like back then? Do you think that women's matches were even like thought of equally to women, or do you think it was just to men? Yeah, or do you think it was just no? I don't think they were. Okay, would you say it was kind of like a a break in the show, or kind of like a side attraction, or something they just threw out there in case? Everybody want to take a bathroom break or something like that. I don't. I, I can't remember <clears throat> the time I went out in Cold Hall. I, I don't remember any women being on the on the car down there. It might have been. I don't remember any of them. Most of what women matches I saw, I saw them on television. Okay. So I, I think I think it, it basically women's wrestlers definitely come a long way because, like you said, you don't even remember seeing them on those cards and like now the, the women's matches are, are literally still in the show like it's to the point where some of the guys are kind of upset 
If they can wrestle and do what, what is what you know what what people like, fine. That's 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 good. I think it's a good thing. Right? Cause yeah, well, <clears throat> it's not official, but what the rumor is is that that women's Hell in a Cell match is going to be the main event of that pay per view, which will be the first time a women's match has been the main event of a pay per view. So they're they're breaking down boundaries, and I think it's, it's a good thing because they're actually putting on good matches, but. Um, you want to got any last words about uh, big time wrestling or wrestling back in the day or? Well, th- th- that's what I was referring to back with Bobo Brazil, the Sheik, and them guys. That was back in the day. I know things have changed. And what you mentioned about the women wrestling, I kudos to them. I hope they do well. All right. Well, we'll, we'll close it at, at that. Thank you for uh, <laughs> talking to me about uh, a little bit of wrestling. That's something I've always been interested in and. I remember you one time we were in the car and you was just telling me about how you used to go down to Cobo Hall and watch wrestling. Like here, I thought I thought you had never ever been to a wrestling match before, but Joe oh, was wrestling at that time. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. Well, go ahead and close this out. Once again, I want to thank my father, Jimmy McKenzie, for joining me. On this episode, and sitting around, you know, shooting the breeze, talking about some wrestling. <laughs> um, it's good hearing some of the stories and uh, remembrance he had of big time wrestling back in the day. And, you know, it's uh, it's kind of funny how things come for a sucker. Full circle. Let's try that again. Full circle. Um, Pop started watching wrestling live down in Mississippi, and you know, continued down up here in Detroit. And here I am. 32 years old in Detroit, you know, watching wrestling here and, and traveling around the country to watch other shows. So, um, wrestling is definitely a family tradition. <laughs> um, I'm going ahead to cut this outro short too. Um, once again, you know, rest in peace to Serena Carson. Those of you that want to. You know, pay your respects to Serena. Come to the vigil Friday, June 2nd at 5115 Maryland in Detroit. Um, it starts at 6 p.m. Bring your candles with you. When it, you're going to have a candlelight visual for her. And uh, come show your love and pay your respects. And if you want to... Um, leave a message for Serena on my show um, I'm going to be putting out a very special episode dedicated to her um, not having decided exactly when I'm going to put that out but if you want to leave a voicemail you know, two to three minute voicemail you know paying your respects you know sharing your memories um, good times and if you want to you know send some words of encouragement to Jordan and to the family uh, you can do so on this show by calling this number 313-744-2762 that's 313-744-2762 this is my google uh, voice account just uh, leave a voicemail um, and I'll be able to pull the audio and put it on that uh, special episode that I'm going to do dedicated to Serena so um 
once again, much love to the Sawyer's family and um, just know I'm thinking about you and uh, keep your head up for tough times and uh <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm trying not to cry so uh let's go ahead and wrap this up if you want to once again that number that number again is 313-744-2762 if you want to leave a voicemail on the uh special dedication episode to serena and uh if you need to get in contact with me, like I said before, you can hit me up on social media at Devin the 63 that's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3 on Twitter. All steak, no sizzle, one word, on Instagram. You can type All Steak No Sizzle Podcast in your search bar on Facebook and find me at the All Steak No Sizzle Facebook page. Or you can shoot me an email. You can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. So thank you all for listening. Um, once again, uh, rest in peace to Serena. And we're going to have a moment of silence for her. Thank you. Um, We love you, Serena.